Yes. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Good morning. Blessed Sunday morning. This is the day the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. We praise God for another day. Um, another opportunity to share his word, to share encouragement, um, to point people to Jesus. Amen. Because how many of you know, especially right now, we need Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, we need him all the time. But in the midst of all that's going on in our country, in our world, um, it is uh, becoming more and more evident that we need the Lord. Uh, man is limited, praise God, um, for mankind, uh, God's um, greatest creation. Man, he made man a little lower than the angels, but he made man in his image and in his likeness. And there's no other creature that has that designation. So man is special. Mankind is special. But mankind is limited. And the limitations of man are on display right now uh, because we are scrambling. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. We're scrambling mm -hmm. against mm -hmm. a virus um, and really are at a point of not knowing exactly what to do or how to do it other than to... Um, shut things down and hope for the best but God amen God amen. can do all things and uh, we know that God is all-powerful and almighty and in a time like this we need the Lord and so we praise God for the opportunity to come and to share uh, on uh, about this awesome God that we serve. Amen. Amen. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. And so Amen. we give him praise on today. Um, <clears throat> um, so on this Sunday, amen, Sunday morning, so many people, amen, uh, are, so many churches are um, streaming. Streaming, thank you. I couldn't get the word out. I was thinking about having services remotely and all of that, but as you said, they're streaming their services. Praise God. Um, we've been streaming for a while because we're, you know, we had been looking for a building, but I want you to know we have one. Amen. <laughs> uh, I'm calling things that be not as though they were, and I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to stagger at the promise of God. I'm going to be like, uh, Abraham, amen. I'm not going to stagger at the promise amen. of God, but I'm amen. going to call things that be not as though they were just as God does. And we have a building. And so uh, we praise God that we're going to go and possess the land at the appointed time. But, you know, like so many churches uh, streaming on on these days, amen. And just pray that those who typically would go into the church do not lose touch with the church because of this because right now is the worst time to lose touch with god oh, yes amen so continue to stay in touch uh stream live stream catch the you know the feed later on uh but whatever you need to do stay connected amen 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 stay connected and so um today uh on good ground we're we're going to uh be looking at the word of god and I'm going to ask you to turn with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. If you can't find 2 Chronicles, just look for 1 Chronicles. Amen. It's the book right after that one. Amen. Glory to God. Easy to find. Find 1 Chronicles, you'll find 2 Chronicles. Praise God. Uh, but 2 Chronicles chapter 20, um, we're going to look at verses 10 through 12 to begin first chronicles chapter 20 we're going to look through verse at verses 10 through 12 before we do let's pray heavenly father we bless you on this yes, morning and father, we thank you thank god you. for another day in the land of the living we thank yes. you god for uh, being in our right minds we thank you god for our hearts being stayed on you yes now father, father we pray that you will speak unto us that you will fill our hearts with revelation, O oh God, 
that you will give us of your strength, that you will give us of your power. Yes, and Father, Father God, that you will you, just Father. reveal unto us those things that we need to know at this hour. Father, we thank you that you are the sovereign God and that you are in control of all things. And so, Father God, we look unto you, O God, and we bless your holy name as we submit to you right now. Yes. God, bless your people. Bless me, O God, to be used for yes, your glory. Father you. God, let everything be done decently and in order. And in the end, may you be glorified and may all of us, the people of God, be edified. Yes. And we bless you and praise you for doing it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> okay, so we're in Second Chronicles uh, chapter, chapter 20. And we're going to look at verses 10 through 12. And I'm going to read from the New King James Version. And the Word of God says, And now, here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, mm. nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um, these are the words of King Jehoshaphat, actually a prayer of King Jehoshaphat, um, who was the king of Judah. Um, and he prayed this prayer upon being attacked by a great multitude of nations. Uh, and I shouldn't say a multitude of nations. It was several nations, Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. <clears throat> and they had a, a, the, a, the army was a great multitude that mm -hmm. was coming up against, against Judah. And King Jehoshaphat prayed this prayer. And it is this prayer and the times that we find ourselves in that leads us to this as God wants to encourage us through the message entitled stay focused mm. stay focused because what we see here is that um, and in fact if we would back up for a second and just put some things in perspective right now with all the things that are going on in the world um, in our communities um, because of this coronavirus, um, one of the greatest challenges that is before us, that is before the entire world, but is also in particular before the people of God, is to stay focused, is to stay focused, is to not, you know, become distracted, uh, you know, lose our bearings, lose our foundation, you know, lose our minds because of all the things that are going on. Yes. We have to stay focused. And for people of God, that means we have to stay focused on, on God, on His Word, on Jesus, on the promises of God, on the faithfulness of God. We have to maintain our focus but make no mistake it's a challenge right now because we find ourselves in a place called unfamiliar and whenever we find ourselves in a place that is unfamiliar whether that place is one of you know you know, it could be something that's relatively minor, mm -hmm. like, you know, you go to a place or to a new restaurant and you're waiting for a friend, you've never been to that restaurant before, you feel a little bit out of place, right? right. It's unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. That's minor, right? Um, this is something that's more major, right? 
we find ourselves in, you know, not working, not being able to go outside much, yes. um, confined to our homes, um, not being able to go to the supermarket and get what you want whenever you want without any thought about it. Um, there's so much right now that's unfamiliar and it can cause some dis-ease, some worry, some, you know, it, it can just put us off our game, so to speak, and get us to lose our focus. Um, and we have to fight against that. And so God is sending a word of encouragement and, and, and of strength to us today by telling us in the midst of it all, in the midst of everything that's going on, be determined above, above other things to stay focused on God. Don't lose your focus. Um, don't lose your focus. Don't allow the distractions. <clears throat> and there are many. The news is a giant distraction yes, right indeed. now. Right? Don't don't spend your time like right now. You're not you know, you, you may not be working. You may not be going to school and all the rest of it. You're home in the middle of the day <clears throat> at a time when you're typically not home for, for many of us. Don't turn on the news and just leave it on and, and keep watching it hour after hour <laughs> yeah. after hour. Mm -hmm. It's a distraction. They're peddling fear. Sometimes they're giving misinformation, half yes. information. They're saying something today and changing it tomorrow. They're sensationalizing things. They're, they're doing all these things. I'm not saying everyone, but the vast majority of the news, this is what they do. Yes. This is what they do. They sensationalize. They, they, they peddle fear. And it can distract you <clears throat> from what really is important, you know. Um, it's, it's a lot of distractions right now. The news is a distraction. I had to find myself this week, one of these days this week, I watched too much news. And I said, you know what, that's it. Mm -hmm. And it, look, listen, check in from time to time. Stay informed. Choose yeah. your sources wisely, mm -hmm. right? But don't let the news saturate your heart and your mind. It can become a great distraction for you yes. because... The only good news that you'll ever find is in the Bible. It's yes. a reason why they call the gospel good news. Mm -hmm. So, see, the news that's on television, it doesn't say it, but implied in the word that's before that news is bad news. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I was getting dressed the other day, and I just wanted to, you know, I turned on, you know, uh, one of the news channels that I wanted to see what was going on that morning and again I wasn't going to stay in front of it and I didn't but here's to let you know something at 8.55 the news reporter said or the anchor behind the desk said and now for some good news he said that at 8.55 wow. and I want you to know that his show that show came on at 6 a.m. Oh my God! So, if it's now at eight fifty-five, and now for some good news, that means everything before that <laughs> was bad news. Wow! And and so for two hours and fifty-five minutes, even he subconsciously knew all we're feeding you is negative stuff. <laughs> wow! <laughs> because he said, and now for some good news, and he gave a story of these two. You might have seen this of these uh, brother and sister who went on the porch of an elderly person who was confined to their house and they played music on her porch. Mm -hmm. uh, you might have seen that story this week. They showed that at 8.55 after being on for almost three hours. Oh, wow. And now for some good news. It can distract you. Don't saturate yourself with it. The shutdowns can be a distraction, right? Thinking about all the things that you don't have that's, you know, the conveniences of, of that, you, that we typically have, that can distract you. Um, you know, shopping can distract you. You know, people are going outside, standing online so that they can get some Charmin and some hand sanitizer and all the rest of it, cutting people off and all that. It's, it's, it can be a distraction. It can mess up your focus. The uncertainty also is something that 
is we got to guard against, right? Because a lot of us don't know where things are going. We don't know, you know, what the future holds. We don't know when we'll return to work. We don't know when things will return to quote unquote normal. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Uh, and so this sense of uncertainty sort of rocks our world as well. And then the other thing in, in terms of this challenges in the current environment that we have, in addition to the distractions, in addition to the uncertainty, we also have idleness. Mm -hmm. See, right now, not being in school, not being at work, not being able to carry on with your normal routine gives you a lot of time. And you have to use your time wisely. The Bible tells us that we need to redeem the time. Right? We need to be wise in the use of our time. You know, when I was a kid, I remember there, used to, there was a saying that an idle, idle mind is the devil's workshop. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Some people say idle hands are the, devil work, are the devil's workshop. Bottom line is idleness is, is when you find yourself, you can find yourself getting in trouble. You can find yourself doing things you're not supposed to be doing because you're idle and and, to, and when i say idle it doesn't mean resting some people need rest but idleness is doing nothing, nothing. when you should be doing something mm -hmm. right you're just idle and and um idleness is in, indeed the devil's workshop and so you think about these things and if we take them one by one you think about distractions and how much that can take you know, again, how that competes with your focus on God. Do you remember when Jesus came walking on the water? Mm -hmm. Jesus came walking on the water and, and his disciples thought he was a ghost. And, and Jesus said, you know, be of good cheer. It is I. And Peter said, well, if it be you, bid me to come to you on the water. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and he started walking on the water toward Jesus in the midst of a storm. He was overcoming storms in his life. He was overcoming storms in his midst because he was looking at Jesus. Mm -hmm. How do we know he was looking at Jesus? Because the scripture says that when he, Peter, saw that the wind was boisterous and that the waves were contrary, right? He immediately sank. See, at one point he was looking at Jesus and he walked on the water. Wow. But the minute he saw the wind, how did he see the wind? He took his eyes off. He took it. Now he started looking at the waves and he started listening to the howling of the wind. Amen. And he got distracted. And what did his distractions do? It, 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 it took his eyes off of Jesus. And mm -hmm. the minute he did that, he sank. He sank. Yep. I want you to know that right now, in the midst of all these distractions, if you take your eyes off the Lord, you may sink. That's mm -hmm. not what you want, amen. That's not, you never want that. Right. You got to stay focused. You got to stay focused. You, you got to keep your eyes on the Lord. The same thing with this uncertainty. You got to keep your eyes on Jesus. The disciples were, again, they were in the midst of a storm one time and they were all in the boat. And Jesus was in the boat with them this time. He didn't come walking on the water. He was in the boat with them. Mm -hmm. But he was sleeping. <laughs> mm -hmm. One of the gospel writers, I believe it was Mark, says he was sleeping on a pillow. On a pillow, yeah. <laughs> and so he was sleeping and they were in the midst of a storm. And they woke him up. His disciples woke him up and they said, Master, care not that we perish? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, they, they, were, they, they were so uncertain. They didn't know whether or not they were going to go to the other side or get to the other side. And so they woke up Jesus and they wanted to know, don't you care? Mm -hmm. And see, that uncertainty... Of, of whether they were going to make it through this storm led them now to question Jesus. Yes. And I want you to know that right now there are people who are saying, look, I don't know when I'm going to go to work. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know when my kid's going to go back to school. I don't know when things are going to get back to normal. And now they're questioning God. See, uncertainty brings you to that point because it makes you uneasy. And now you start questioning whether God, listen, God cares. 
Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. If he cared for you yesterday, he cares for you today. If yes, he cared for you yes. before coronavirus, he cares for you now. He's going to care for you after. He didn't change. God said, I'm the Lord God. I change it not. He hasn't changed. And so if you believe that God loved you before, don't let the uncertainty of our current environment get you to question God's faithfulness, his goodness, his 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 protection, his provision, his love for you. Yes. Right. Amen. Stay focused. Stay focused. Don't get bogged down in the uncertainty. Stay focused. Um and like I was saying before, you got to make sure you use your time wisely. Don't become idle. Amen. Yes, because amen. right now there's, a, there's this great tendency to just have all this time on your hands. Yeah, you can watch a little Netflix, but my gosh, you know, use some of this time to, to, to get a little bit more word in you too. Amen. Stay connected to God. Because this, listen, let me tell you. Idleness is it's not just a saying that idleness is the devil's workshop. Think about this. Think about this. King David, the Bible tells us that there was a time that King yes. David, mm -hmm. glory to God, it said it was a time when the kings should have been out at war. Yeah. That means he was supposed to be doing something. And he sent Joab out to war, but it said, but David tarried at Jerusalem. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when he tarried at Jerusalem at a time when he should have been out to war, he was doing nothing. <laughs> yep. Right? Mm -hmm. At a time when he should have been doing something, he was doing nothing. And so what did he do? One of these days, one day he went up to the roof, walked on the roof, and he looked over and saw Bathsheba bathing herself. Mm -hmm. Called called his servants, told them, go get Bathsheba. We know how the story goes, right? Slept with Bathsheba. She got pregnant. Bathsheba had a husband named, what was his name? Uriah. Uriah. Right? Um, he tried to get him killed. That Jesus. didn't work. Jesus. He, I mean, no, he tried to deceive him. Then he, then he set him up to be killed right. on the front lines of the battle, mm -hmm. right? But then, you know, uh, the baby died, right? Mm -hmm. And all the rest of it, it caused all this trouble in David's life. And where did it start? Because he was idle. Yeah. Listen, distractions, the uncertainty, the idleness. These are all things right now that are challenges to us as we find ourselves hunkered down, locked down, not knowing what we're going to be able to do and when. And we have to fight against it. And, and, and the way we fight against it, we have to stay focused on God. In the scripture that we read, um, and again, we were saying that this was Jehoshaphat praying unto God. And... You know, when he received word that the children of Ammon and, 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 and the Moabites and, and, and others were coming against him, it said that uh, Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles 20, verse number 3, it said that he feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Jehoshaphat, from the very beginning, when he was faced with a problem, he didn't get distracted. Amen. He didn't let the uncertainty of whether he was going to win cause him to question God. Right. And he didn't remain idle. What he did was he set himself to seek God. Mm -hmm. Right. At the beginning of his situation, in the middle of this big challenge before him, and he proclaimed a fast. Mm-hmm. And then he started to pray and he was praying to God and reminding God of his promises. He was reminding him that that he was the God of, of all creation. He reminded him of the prayer of Solomon that said, listen, if, 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 if there ever come a time when we will need you, all we have to do is come into this place. If it's a time of, of war or pestilence or famine, we can come to you and in your presence and cry unto you and you will hear us and you will help us. Mm -hmm. he, he reminded God of that. And then he got to, 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 to verse 10, which is our scripture, and he says, and now he says, God, and, and these people who are coming up against us right now, 
these are the same people that you didn't let Israel in the very beginning invade them when they came out of the land of Egypt. Mm -hmm. When you delivered them out of the land of Egypt, Israel could have destroyed these people mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have this problem right now. Right. He said, but you said, no, don't destroy them. He said, now, look how these people are rewarding us. Mm -hmm. They now, look what Joseph Hussbeth said. He said, they're now coming to throw us out of your possession. This mm -hmm. is your land that you've given to us. And now mm -hmm. they want to throw us out of it. And he says, God, this is not right. We need you to judge them. But then this is the key. He says, we have no power against this great multitude. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to understand the limits of your power. And see, some of us don't want to acknowledge our limitations because we think that somehow makes us weak. But I'm telling you, Paul said it best. I've learned something. When I am weak, therefore mm -hmm. am I strong. Because when you get to the end of your power, Mm -hmm. That's when God's power kicks in. Mm -hmm. Because as long as you operate in your strength and, and I'm operating in my strength and we're operating our own strength, God lets us, okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Oh, but when we get to that point where we just say, look, I can't do this, right? I'm at the end of my strength. I'm at the end of my wits. I, I'm at my wits end. I can't do this. That's when God steps in. And Jehoshaphat, Understood. He's the king, but he wasn't prideful. He says, we have no power against this great multitude. Mm -hmm. And see, some of us just need to understand something. With everything that you're, what's going on right now, you, we have no power mm -hmm. against this invisible virus. Wow. Oh, Listen, put on all the masks you want. <laughs> right. You have no power. That thing can leak through the mask, get through the mask. You know, those, uh, the masks that most people are wearing aren't even airtight. Exactly. And then it's the whole idea of when you take off the mask and when you take off your gloves and whether you, you contaminate yourself. That, you have no power. Can you take precautions? Sure. But you have no power to declare that nothing is going to happen. Amen. That's right. And, 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 and for us... That's part of the humility that we need to walk in, understanding that there's only one who is all-powerful. Yes. And that is God. And Jehoshaphat said, listen, I'm a king. I have an army. But I know this much. We don't have enough power to go against this army that's coming against us. So, yeah, you may have some things. You may have some wisdom. But you ain't got enough wisdom to, 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 to get yourself out of this. You ain't got enough power to get yourself out of this. Nope. The only one who's going to do it is God. God. Jehoshaphat said, we have no power against this multitude that's coming against us. And then he said this, nor do we know what to do. How many people can relate to that today? Amen. You really don't know what to do. You wake up in the morning. Hey, man, my wife woke up yesterday. She said to me, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> Right? Because it's just another day of staying in the house. Another day of, you know, going into your favorite chair and doing whatever you do. Right? Listen, I don't care how big your house is. You know that house right now through and through. Because yeah. if, you've been, if you've been on lockdown for a week, oh, you've been in every inch of that house probably yeah. by now. Mm -hmm. Amen? Right? And you're at the point where you don't know what to do. Yeah. That's what Jehoshaphat was. He knew he had no power against this enemy like we do today. Mm -hmm. He was saying, I don't know what to do like many of us are saying today. But mm -hmm. then he said this, but our eyes oh, yeah. are on you. And that's the key. When you don't have power and you don't know what to do, you have to yet stay focused on God. Amen. You can't lose sight of God. And what happened here? Well, because Jehoshaphat didn't lose his focus and didn't allow the people to lose their focus, God spoke through a man named Jehaziel. And Jehaziel, uh, in, in verse 15, said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, 
Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Mm -hmm. Amen. See, he, Jehoshaphat stayed focused. Didn't have power, didn't know what to do, but he stayed focused. He said, our eyes are on you. And because of that, and because he was focused and he prayed unto God and didn't become distracted and didn't allow uncertainty to lead him to doubting God and didn't allow himself to become idle, God answered him mm -hmm. through, through his chosen one at this particular time, Jehaziel, and told him, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed for this that's coming up against you. The battle is not yours, it's mine. That's what mm -hmm. God said. And then he told them, tomorrow, go down against them. They're going to come up by the cliff of Ziz. This is in verse 16. And you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. But set yourselves. Stand ye still. Glory to God. Somebody needs to hear that. Amen. Be still and know that I am God. Listen, we can't know God if our mind and our hearts racing a thousand miles an hour. Yes. Yes. Right? Be still and know that I am God. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And we know how the story goes. Jehoshaphat, then the next morning they got up early, and Jehoshaphat sent out singers. <laughs> <laughs> Right? That's what it says in verse 21. He consulted with the people and he appointed singers that they should praise the beauty of holiness of God. And they went out before the army. So they went in front of the army mm -hmm. singing. And what were they singing? They were singing, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And the scriptures say that when they began to sing and to praise God, that the Lord set ambushments, it says in the King James Version, or, or he, he ambushed mm. this approaching army. You know how he ambushed them? He caused confusion in their midst. Yes. Why were they confused? Because understand, they knew that they outnumbered the children of Israel. They knew that the children of Israel, I shouldn't say is children of Israel, but that the nation of Judah didn't have enough power to fight against mm -hmm. them. They mm -hmm. knew that they had the upper hand. And then here comes the people of Judah singing mm. and praising God. Mm. That confused them. Yeah. It confused them so much that they started fighting each other. <laughs> and they killed each other. Yeah. And, and, and it says that the, that the people of Judah didn't have to fight. All they had to do was go in and collect the sport. And it took three days for them to do it. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. The people triumphed because they kept their focus on God. I want you to know something. Something is very instructive here. See, right now, if you ever find yourself in a, in, a, in, a, in a situation where the devil knows you should be scared, you should be complaining, you should be questioning God, you should be running for your life, but instead you lift up your hands in the sanctuary and you bless the Lord. Let me tell you something. That confuses him. Yes, yes. It confuses yes, him. Yes. When the enemy comes on you and he just knows, I got you now. Mm -hmm. And instead of you panicking and instead of you, you know, getting into all kinds of, you know, bad habits or speaking bad things, negative confession, you lift up your hands and you sing songs of Zion. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what, the devil is confused. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened here. Yep. It confused them. The enemy got confused. They started attacking each other and the people of God got the victory. But I'm saying to you that they got the victory because they kept their focus. Mm -hmm. They didn't focus on the size of the enemy army. They didn't focus on their inability. Jehoshaphat said it. He said, yeah, we don't have power. I don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you. So here's the thing. 
right now, a lot of us, we don't, we don't have any power against this invisible invader. Nope. We don't know what to do. But come on, somebody. But our eyes are on God. Yes. Amen. Amen. We're staying focused on God. So I want, yeah, I want to, uh, I want to encourage you. God wants to encourage us. Amen. Um, uh, with a couple of things. One is keep looking to God. In the midst of this situation, keep looking to God. Amen. The psalmist said in Psalm 121, 1 and 2, right? I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Keep looking to God. Amen. Amen. The one who made heaven and earth. Don't look to your politician, don't look to the newscaster, don't look to the doctor, don't look to, amen. Yeah, they, they all have their place, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but only one sits on the throne, and that's God. Yes. And you keep looking to God, amen. Lift up your eyes to the hills from whence cometh your help. And I want to um, turn to a few scriptures, too, to, to help us in this, because... See, if you're going to keep your keep focus on God, you, you're going to have to keep focused on His Word, and, and His Word can encourage you and bless you. And I want you to turn with me to Psalm one twenty three. But we just we just talked about Psalm one twenty one, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to highlight that in your Bible, or write it down and make sure you read it later. Amen. And you say the same thing. I will lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. Amen. Which made heaven and earth. Look at Psalm 123, verse 1 and 2. Look what the psalmist says here. Unto thee lift I up my eyes, O that dwelleth in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of the servants look unto the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God until that he have mercy upon us. Yeah. See, this is how we have to be, amen. Our eyes have to wait or look upon the Lord our God until he have mercy on us, amen. Yeah. Amen. How long are we going to be in it? Oh, it might be two weeks. It might be a month. It might be two months. It might be 18 months. You know what? It can be whatever it wants to be, right? Yeah. But our eyes will wait upon the Lord our God until he has mercy on yes. us. Yes, yes. Amen? So don't worry about it. You don't have to concern yourself with how long something's going to last. What you need to know is my eyes are going to wait upon my God yes. until he has mercy on me. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That can settle your spirit right there. Done deal. Amen. So somebody comes to you. Do you know how long this is going to last? I don't know. And I don't care. My eyes are going to look and wait upon my God mm. until he has mercy on me. How about that? Glory Amen. to God. Amen. He's your help. He's my help. Amen. Amen. Uh, turn with me to Psalm 25. If you would, Psalm 25. Psalm 25 and 15 says, my eyes are ever toward the Lord, meaning they're always on him. Mm -hmm. Ever. Don't even say forever, just ever. Amen. They even had time. <laughs> they just ever. My eyes are ever toward the Lord. Why? For he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Yes. See, yes. I'm looking to God because he's the one that's going to get me out this mess. He's the one that's going to deliver me. He's the one that's going to deliver you. So let your eyes ever be toward the Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. And let him stay on God. You wait on God. How long? Until he shows you his mercy. Yep. Amen. Amen. So we have to, one, keep looking to God. The second thing we have to do, amen, and, and to help us stay focused, avoid looking at things, <laughs> glory to God, that won't help you. <laughs> amen. Because there's a lot of things that, that, that are vying for your attention, but you have to avoid looking at things that won't help you. Now, 
Psalm 101 and 3 says this. I want you to hear this. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Now, that word wicked is translated in most in a lot of other versions as worthless. Mm -hmm. So now, I will set no worthless thing mm -hmm. before my eyes. I'm telling you now, a lot of these news reports are worthless. Yes, they a are. lot of these social media postings from people who was giving you a, do you know there's been some people I, I, I don't want to who I'm not going to who have talked about that people should do certain things that actually are harmful to them you know what I mean mm -hmm. I mean there have been people who actually have gone so far to say people should drink bleach yes oh my goodness to, 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 to ward off the coronavirus that is worthless information. Yes, in indeed. fact, is 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 harmful information. Mm -hmm. That truly is wicked. And so, when the psalmist says in one hundred and one in verse three, "I will set no wicked thing before my eyes," I'm telling you now, that's wicked right yes, there. Yes, it is. That's worthless. Yes, it Amen. It is worthless. In fact, we see the psalmist in one nineteen, Psalm one nineteen, verse thirty seven. And I want to get this in the New Living Translation. Psalm 119 and verse 37. I'll read the King James Version first. It says, Turn my eyes away from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in the way. The New Living Translation says, Turn my eyes from worthless things, and give me life through your word. Mm -hmm. See, there's some worthless things out there. Yeah. People, there's worthless reporting, there's worthless social media postings, there's, you know, worthless articles that are just, just saying all kinds of things. Listen, avoid looking at things that won't help you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Set no worthless thing before your eyes. Amen. You see some guy coming up there. Somebody was talking about the virus is going to end because it's going to end by rain. And it's raining in China right now, and it's not supposed to be raining in China. So that's letting you know. That's why the virus has, has dissipated there, because of rain. Oh, my goodness. See, that's, that's worthless stuff. That's worthless stuff. Don't, amen, avoid looking at things that mm. won't help you. Amen? Amen. Amen. The third thing to keep in mind, we're talking about how to stay focused on God. One, keep looking to God. Second, avoid looking at things that won't help you. The third thing is, remember this, faith is going to get you through this. Amen? Faith is going to get you through this. And if that's the case, you have to keep your eyes on God. The writer of Hebrews tells us that, that we need to, you know, look looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. Yes. You got to keep looking to Jesus. Amen. Don't, don't, remember that. Amen. I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus. Why? Because he's the author and the finisher of my faith. And it's faith that's going to get, going to allow you to hold on until God's mercy is revealed in your life. Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to keep holding on by faith. And faith is a fight. Amen. Paul described it as that we are to fight the good fight of faith. Faith is not a walk in the park, y'all. Amen. Not when you have an enemy who walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Not when you have an enemy who, who looks to steal, to kill and destroy. Right. If that's what the devil is doing, he's looking to devour. He's looking to steal. He's looking to kill and he's looking to destroy. Yeah. Why do you think faith is a walk in the park? Faith is a fight. Yes, it is. Yes, indeed. And we have to fight the good fight of faith. And the only way we can fight that good fight of faith, we have to keep looking unto Jesus. Why? Because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Stay focused. Amen. Keep looking unto him. Hebrews 3 and 1 says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. That's Hebrews 3 and 1. Uh, the Berean Bible, it doesn't say consider the apostle and high priest, Christ Jesus. It says set your focus on mm. 
the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ. The NIV says, fix your thoughts on. What is it saying? Not just look to Jesus, but set your focus on him. Yes. Fix your thoughts on him, right? Meditate on him. Meditate on the word. Meditate on the promises, even in the midst of this. In fact, that's one of the best uses of your additional time you have on your hands now. Amen. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, catching up on the office and just like watching season after season, <laughs> watching nine seasons of something in two days. I'm not against that, but don't just do that. Right. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, keep looking to God, avoid looking at things that won't help you and realize faith is going to get you through this. And understand, too, that means getting that word. Why? Because faith cometh by hearing. Come on. And hearing by the word of God. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come because you believed God three years ago for a job and he got you a job. You Faith is every day. Amen. Now faith is. Mm -hmm. Faith is now. It ain't yesterday. Right. It ain't future. It's now. Mm -hmm. Now faith is. The substance of things hoped for. And so we, we need faith now. So that means what? We need to have our eyes on Jesus when? Now. Now. Yep. Amen. Now. Now. So, um, fourth thing, amen, and we're just going to end at five, but a fourth thing to help us to stay focused, and this is so important, amen, is to guard your heart. You know, Jesus said in John 14 and 1, Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You believe in God believe also in me. Amen. Let not your heart be troubled. Right? That means don't allow it. Yes. <laughs> That's a choice. That's just simply a choice. But it's a quality choice. It's a determined choice. Right? Because when the enemy comes in like a flood, amen, yeah, the Lord will lift up a standard against them, but that's your faith. But you got to kick in and go, you know what? I'm not going to allow this to bother me. I'm not mm -hmm. going to allow mm -hmm. this to get me off my mark. The next time, you know, you happen to be driving in your car, if you had to go out to the supermarket to pick up something or, you know, you come home and, and you know, uh, you want to check in and just to, you know, see what the latest is. Again, not saturating yourself with it, but just staying informed or someone calls you or you go on social media and someone's now spreading some awesome. Let not your heart be troubled. No matter what is being forecasted, yes. no matter what is being predicted, no matter what folk are saying. Just make sure I am not going to let my heart. And that's your, and no one can do that for you but right, you. Right. I can't do that for you. You can't do it for me. Right. We each have to make that choice. I I am not going to allow my heart to be troubled. That's Amen. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow my heart to be troubled. Watch this. Turn with me to, to Proverbs on this point. You know why you can't allow your heart to be troubled? Because so much of our heart, amen, is as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, right? Okay. Look at um, Proverbs 4 and 23. It says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. We have to guard our heart diligently. And it says with all diligence. We have to guard it. Keep and guard your heart. Why? Because out of it are the issues of life. How we respond to life, how we live this life, the choices we make in this life, you know, it, it's from the heart of us. It's from that center of us. Not this the fleshly organ, not the beating. It, it's mm -hmm. talking about that center of a person, right? Keep that. You know what I mean? You got to keep it. You got to guard it because out of it are the issues of life. And look what verse 25 says. Let your eyes look right on and let your eyelids look straight before you. You know what that's saying? Don't be distracted by all the right. stuff that's going on. Mm -hmm. This is this is part of how you keep your heart with all diligence. Yeah. You're a focused person. Amen. Mm -hmm. you're, you're focused. You're not looking everywhere. Right. Right. You're not getting your information and you're not getting your feeds and your downloads from everywhere. 
you go into your prayer closet. That's that's where you need your most important download of the day. Yes, indeed. That's mm -hmm. that's your most important feed of the day. Your Facebook feed ain't the most important one. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's, it's, it's your feed that you get from God. And you got to keep your eyes focused. Don't be looking this way, that way. Everybody doing. Stop looking at your neighbor, seeing what he's doing and all the rest. Of you just stay focused. Yes. Amen. You stay focused, amen, and, and realize that uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's the important part of guarding your heart. And what happens when you guard your heart? Well, you know, in Psalm 112, in Psalm 112, they talk about the man who's blessed, who, who, who fears the Lord. And it actually says, uh, it says, praise ye the Lord in verse number one. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. And we jump down to verse 6. Mm -hmm. It says, Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in an everlasting remembrance. Verse 7. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. How many of you know there's some evil tidings right oh, now yeah. going on? He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Why not? His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Mm -hmm. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid. See, when, when, when we guard our heart and our heart becomes fixed, even bad news doesn't move us. Mm. Amen. You'd be like Paul. Oh, this is going to happen. When they told Paul, oh, you're going to get arrested in every town you go. He said, none of these things move me. Yes. Yes. Amen. <laughs> he said, none of these things move me. And see, when your heart is fixed on God. Oh, they can give you all the bad news. Evil tidings can come. This kind of bad news can come. All the rest of it. And know what you'll say? None of these things move me. Right? You will not be afraid of evil tidings. Why? Because your heart is fixed. Amen. So listen, Amen. guard your heart. So points to remember. One, keep looking to God. Second, avoid looking at things that won't help you. Third, remember that faith is going to get you through this. Fourth, Guard your heart. And the last thing I want to say to you is number five. Now, how many of you know five is a number of grace? Amen. Yes. Number five. Remember God loves you. I know that. Yeah, I didn't say you knew it. I said remember it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> There's a lot of things you know that right now you're not remembering. <laughs> Right. That's why sometimes when someone will say something to you, you go, oh, yeah, I remember that. See, you knew it. Right. That's but true. you just weren't remembering it. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. See, is, remembering is just really bringing to mind something that you do know. You, can, right. you don't remember stuff you don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. So understand, I'm not saying to you, know that God loves you. I'm saying remember, remember that God loves you. Right. <laughs> Amen. Remember that he loves you. And remember that he loves you. And, and, and understand this. That you love God. We love God. Why? Because he first loved us. Yeah. So when you remember that God loves you. And he loves you with an everlasting love. Then you will now realize and remember as well. And not lose sight of how much you love God. Mm -hmm. Right? But you love him because he first loved you. Now, in these times, there have been a lot of people, and rightly so, who have pointed to Psalm 91 as a source of encouragement. Right? Mm -hmm. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And there are so many great promises in there, right? A thousand shall fall outside, ten thousand on the right hand, but it shall come not, not shall shall not come nigh us. Amen. Uh, no evil shall befall us, neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling. Mm -hmm. And when you read Psalm 91, and those of you who read it closely know what I'm talking about. For the first 13 verses, the psalmist is speaking. And then... The last three verses, verses 14, 15, and 16 mm -hmm. of Psalm 91, the psalmist stops speaking, and God speaks. Right. 
right? Mm -hmm. So when you get to the end of 13, thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Mm -hmm. That's the end of the psalmist speaking, right? Verse 14, God speaks. And look what God says. Because he has set his love upon me. Who's the he? The one who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Because he has set his love upon me, what's going to happen? Therefore, will I deliver him. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Remember God loves you. Why? Because then his love prompts us to love him back. Yes. And yeah. when you set your love on God by keep looking to him, avoid looking at worthless things, uh, keeping your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, guarding your heart, right? And having your heart fixed on God. When your love is set upon him that way, God mm -hmm. makes a promise. I'll deliver you. Yep. So this stuff that you're in right now, if you keep your love on God, staying focused, he says, he makes promises. He says, I'm going to deliver you. Amen. I will set you on high because you've known my name. You'll call on me. I'll answer you. I'll be with you in trouble. I'll deliver you and honor you. With long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Where do all these wonderful promises come from? They come from God. And But where do they begin with? They begin because you set your love upon them. Yes. You're focused, man. You're not losing your focus. You loved God yesterday when things were sunny on your side of the street. And you love him today in the midst of all this 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 mess that we're in right now with shutdowns and and and, and fear and, and and sickness spreading through the earth and you still love him today your why your love is set upon him yeah it's fixed your heart is fixed your mind is fixed your focus is fixed your gaze yes. is fixed yes you're focused amen and god says you do that I'm going to deliver you. Yep. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. You're going to be delivered out of this. Don't think, uh-uh, you shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. You're getting out of this because God said, listen, your love is on me. I'm getting you out of this. Amen. Mm -hmm. I'm getting you out of this. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to set you on high. You ain't going to be low. I'm setting you on high. I'm going to answer your prayers. I'm going to be with you through all this mess. I'm going to honor you, and I'm going to satisfy you, and I'm going to show you the joys of my salvation. And you know who that comes to? The, per the person who stays focused. Mm -hmm. His love is set on God. So listen, stay focused, people. Amen. Let us stay focused. Encourage each other. Amen. To not lose our focus. Amen. Amen. Remember what Jehoshaphat said. We don't have power against this great enemy. Amen. Amen. And we don't know what to do. But, but our eyes are upon you. What's that saying? I'm staying focused. Amen. Amen. And just as God gave victory to Jehoshaphat and the people because they stayed focused in the midst of their challenge, mm -hmm. if you and I Stay focused in the midst of this current challenge. I'm telling you, amen. This same Jesus, glory to God, this same God who changes not mm -hmm. will give us the victory too. Amen. 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 So stay focused, people. Amen. amen. Let us stay focused. Glory to God. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your holy yes, name Father. out of Zion. We just thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That you are such a true and faithful God. Yes, and Father, Father, we just thank, thank you, God, God, that in the midst of this uh, uncertain time, God, you remain the rock of ages and you are the rock of our salvation. And so, Father God, we thank you, Lord, yes. that uh, as long as we keep our eyes and our hearts stayed on you, you said you would keep us in perfect, perfect peace. And so, Father, we just bless you now for peace that passes all understanding that keeps in God's our heart and mind. And Father, we just pray for the help of the Holy Spirit to keep us focused on you, looking yes, unto Lord. Jesus, yes. looking unto you and your word, looking unto you in our prayer closets. And Father God, just putting all our trust in your goodness, your love, your faithfulness. 
towards us. And Father, we just bless you and praise you, O oh God. We believe, O oh God, hallelujah, that you shall bring us through this. Yes, Father. And that you shall be glorified through it all. Help your people, O oh God, to stay focused, uh, to keep their hearts and minds trained on you, O oh God, to keep looking to you, believing on you, trusting in you. And God, as we do that, we believe that you will give us the victory yes, Lord, in the name you. of Jesus Christ. Father God, right now we pray for those who are sick among us. We pray, God, that you will heal, O oh God, that you will deliver, that yes, you will make Lord, free in, in Jesus', Jesus name. Thank you, God. We pray, O oh God, for those on the front lines, O oh God, the yes, health care providers, you, the, the first responders, and even others, O oh God, who are working in the stores, O oh yes, Father, Father God. We pray for their God. health and their safety in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray for wisdom for all the leaders, not only in this country, but all around the world, oh God. And, yes. and Father God, we pray that uh, that your wisdom will fill their hearts, oh God, that yes, they may Father. make wise Thank decisions you, on the benefit uh, to the benefit of the people. But most of all, God, we pray that we will keep our hearts and minds focused on you, knowing that God, in the end, you alone sit upon the throne. Yes. Father God, we just thank you that we have an open invitation to come before the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Let us do that regularly, O oh God, especially right now. Yes. And Father, we bless you for it all. We give you praise. In Jesus', In Jesus name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.